The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists. Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, ready to share some more provocative thinking for healthcare innovators. Here on the Healthcare Wrap, we believe that healthcare has to truly become consumer first, and we're trying to do something about it. We can either stand back and let it take another 50 years, or we can jump in right now. Come be a part of it. Each week, we talk about building the healthcare of tomorrow. We recently passed 180 episodes and three and a half years on the air. We're now in season six, where we're focusing on how to operationalize and scale consumer-first healthcare and digging into the details of how to make it happen. So here's what's going to go down today. We have the flavor of the week about how the vision of consumer-first health is becoming clearer for those who are looking. What company's CEO recently described their vision for becoming a hybrid of a healthcare provider and a consumer brand? And what will it mean for the industry? I'll talk about that. Then Jason Considine is in the house to share some provocative thinking about how healthcare expectations have been redefined, particularly for younger healthcare consumers. We'll dive deep into a research study that Experian Health conducted on the gap between care that's expected and care that's received, and how providers are attempting to close that gap. This episode's jam-packed, and we have a lot to share along the way. It's time to dive right in. Are you ready? Let's go. Flavor of the week. The vision of consumer-first health is becoming clearer every day. The headlines read like transformation is happening right before our eyes, at least to those who are looking for it. Case in point, two weeks ago, we read about one of the latest companies to announce an acquisition of a major digital health platform, along with their bold vision of where primary care is headed. Take a wild guess at what company it was, based on their CEO's statement that, in the future, their customers will likely view them as a hybrid of a healthcare provider and a consumer brand. Any guesses? No, not Walmart, not Amazon, and not CVS. If you said 23andMe, the DNA testing giant, hats off to you. It was 23andMe's CEO, Ann Wojcicki, who made that statement while announcing their acquisition of Lemonade Health, the online prescription platform, in a deal valued at $400 million. She told Fortune magazine that the first obvious point of integration will be to make use of 23andMe's pharmacogenetics reports, which help determine which drugs are likely to work best for an individual when prescribing drugs through Lemonade doctors. She also said the company will train Lemonade doctors in how to integrate genetic risk reports and pharmacogenetics into care. She said the eventual goal is to create a mode of care that best makes use of genomic information. So think about her description again. She believes that in the future, her customers will likely view them as a hybrid of a healthcare provider and a consumer brand. She clearly sees something, and she's not the only one. 
consumer brands have an ongoing relationship with customers that they can leverage to cherry pick healthcare services that fit their mission statement and business model. Plus, many of them have a decade or more ahead start on analyzing their first party consumer insights data to better understand not only how consumers behave now, but how frequently those behaviors change. This is a trend, people. The vision is becoming clearer to those who are looking. More hybrid healthcare consumer brands are coming. It's time to get excited for what's on the horizon. It's time to pay attention, open our eyes, and throw that old strategy playbook out the window. That's another way we'll build the healthcare of tomorrow. And that's the flavor of the week. This week, Jason Considine is in the house. He's here to share some provocative thinking about really what's going on to understand healthcare consumers. He's got some great data at his fingertips that we're going to dive into. Jason's the chief business development officer with Experian Health. So we will dive into what this survey shows about Gen C and what they expect from their healthcare. But first and foremost, Jason, welcome to the Healthcare App. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. So glad to really dive into this topic. But first and foremost, if you want to say hello to our listeners and tell us what got you into healthcare in the first place. Yeah, so I've been in healthcare my entire career. And I think what I've always been passionate about is it's a complicated industry and there's lots of opportunity to drive and affect change. And that's what started me in back in around 2003 when we were moving from paper charts to medical records is when my career started in healthcare IT and then became part of Experian back in 2008 through an acquisition and have been part of Experian and in different roles since then and just really excited about the opportunities we have to leverage our data, technology, and analytics to change the way healthcare works for patients. That's fantastic. So I guess the follow-up question would be, what has kept you in healthcare since that start? It sounds like there's an interest in just the, the opportunity to change, like you mentioned. Is that what keeps you in healthcare? Yeah, it is. And I think, you know, I'll share with you a story that I think kind of encapsulates what interests me about healthcare and, and the opportunities to make it better. A couple of years ago, I the lease was up on one of my cars as my wife's car. And the leasing agent sent me an email. We knew what car we wanted to buy. I clicked, I clicked through a link. I signed the paperwork digitally to get rid of the old lease and and sign off on that. Also contract for the new car. All that was done through a mobile app. And then within an hour of me completing that paperwork, they drove the new car out to our house and took the old car back to the dealership, right? So it was a, a very simple consumer experience. I never left my house to complete the transaction. I actually was on a conference call when the exchange happened. And so very simple process, consumer-friendly process for me as a, as a user. And it just happened that same week that I had a doctor's appointment. And I love my doctor, been with them for a long time, but I had to call to schedule my appointment for my annual checkup. When I got to the doctor's office, they handed me a clipboard and I filled out the pages of paperwork and the clipboard that 
you know, hopefully a lot of the listeners can relate to that. Filled out the pages of paperwork. I went to the counter and they asked me for my driver's license, my insurance card, photocopied those again. These are all things that I've done multiple times when I come into my doctor's office. And all that happened in the same week for me. And I just thought, wow, you know, uh, comparing and contrasting those two processes, one with a pretty major financial transaction to lease a new vehicle and just the simple act of going to the doctor for an annual checkup and how radically different the experience was on on how simple that was to move through those different processes. And I think that encapsulates what excites me about healthcare because as patients and consumers, we want the same experience that I had when I went through that transaction to lease my vehicle. I want that same experience in my interactions with my healthcare provider, right? I want the creature comforts that I have in all the other aspects of my life to correlate into the healthcare space. And I think we've got awesome opportunities at Experian to leverage the tools, technology, and data and things we know about consumers to make that relationship between providers and patients a much more simple process. It's amazing, isn't it? When we, I I think that's very relatable. I think just about everyone listening can relate experiences we've had with the healthcare system, our most recent encounter with a provider, with just about anything else we have encountered in life lately. And it was happening that way before the pandemic and now it's just accelerated. And so I, I agree. I think that that gap between expectations is a big deal. And I'm going to attempt to use that as our segue to talk about this survey that that you've been able to help bring into the world and, and share with our listeners. Now, the, the survey that I'm referring to uh, was conducted by Experian Health is what I understand. And it was looking at what Gen C expects from their healthcare and what the gap is between that and what providers are actually delivering. You want to take us through the, the survey itself and kind of how it was structured and what you found? Absolutely. And so it was focused on Gen C and the effects of COVID and and how it relates to to how patients want to interact with their providers. And certainly this concept of Gen C and what, what happened during COVID accelerated some of the things that I mentioned in that story, right? We went from an environment where, you know, you had to call to schedule appointments largely, and there was not a lot of contactless digital processes for patients to interact with their providers to a state where care was being delivered in football stadiums, and you were going to get COVID tests and in places that you never had gotten, care was never delivered before. That also translated when we hit the vaccination process where new types of engagement tools were required and have been largely successful in helping patients engage with providers and get access to testing and these vaccinations. And I think those are the types of things that through our research and through this study, consumers are going to expect from the healthcare industry post-pandemic. We also looked at how data can be leveraged in the process to make the consumer experience and patient experience better and help providers understand their patients more effectively. And I'll, I'll give you guys an example of that. Experian has access to a whole lot of information on individuals, and we were able to leverage some of the the information that we have from parts of Experian to help people that were giving vaccines understand if the patient that showed up was part of the cohort that was 
supposed to be getting the vaccine at that time, right? Is, are, they, are they patients that are within a certain age range that have some pre-existing condition and make sure that the medicine was getting to the right people and the people that needed it most at the appropriate time. And so just leveraging information for provider organizations to be smarter about how they interface with patients and leverage technology as well to digitally outreach to them and pull them in to schedule these visits was all part of the study. And through our research, it became really clear that this technology does more closely align with how the patients have the Amazon experience and experience other retail-like experiences. They want that same experience in healthcare. It's so true. And so what were some specifics in terms of the findings of the survey? Anything that really stood out or just that just kind of leapt off the page as you dug in all the data? Yeah, I think what really stands out in the research is, is just more information on kind of what we're talking about here is that you want uh, patients desire a more personalized experience. When they go through the interaction with the provider, the providers are treating them as individuals, right? And they, everybody's conditions are different. And the process that surrounds the care delivery component of healthcare isn't personalized today. And that's where we have an opportunity to really transform the patient experience. The access to the information to know, know who your patient is before they come into the visit, come in for the visit and leveraging technology to let them know that they need to come in. There's additional appointments and things that they need to, they need to be treated for. That, those are all things that patients experience in other aspects of their lives, right? And so leveraging technology for people to know, and I'll give you an example of, of how this is true from a financial perspective. We know before a patient ever, or we can know before a patient ever comes in for a visit, whether or not they qualify for a hospital's financial assistance program, whether they have the ability to pay their deductible or they might need a payment arrangement in order to pay for things. And so being able to make personalized offers to the patient on how they can engage financially is one way that we've seen through the data and the studies and the research that the patients want this more personal interaction. Also knowing things about their environment. We know through different social determinants of health, the patients that have access to transportation or might need help getting access to print transportation to come in to get a COVID test, a COVID vaccine. And that extends into other aspects of their healthcare too. An example of that would be if, if somebody needs to come in for some additional follow-up visits post-surgery for some rehab or something like that, and they don't have access to a car and they maybe can't afford public transportation, the ability for providers to know that before they discharge a patient and offer them services like prepaid rideshare programs to help them come back into the facility and stay compliant with their care plan. Those are all opportunities that we have by leveraging data and technology to provide a more personalized and empathetic experience to patients that's based off their unique situation beyond just their unique care situation. That's really interesting. Uh, you just drew this line connecting data and empathy, having empathy for each patient separately. And I think that's really interesting because sometimes we can, we don't necessarily hear those two things in the same conversation. At least I don't. And I think that's a great step forward is to understand that what data allows us to do is have more empathy for individual consumers who are seeking their health and not 
try to segment in kind of old fashioned, old school ways. And that's one of the challenges I think of engaging health consumers these days. I don't know, what, what are your thoughts in terms of how this data helps us if we dig into this a little bit more? How does it help us really have empathy for, for Gen C and for any healthcare consumer? Yeah, I think, I think a lot of different ways. It helps providers understand their patient, right? At its core, that's what we're doing. And your strategies on how you engage with people can be customized and tailored to their unique situation, right? And so I, I think the ability to understand that somebody qualifies for you know, financial assistance as they're coming into an organization. Imagine a patient that's got a, a life or death kind of uh, condition, a cancer, cancer diagnosis, and they want to be focused on how they can get well and their treatment protocol. And in the back of the, their minds, they could be worried about, oh my gosh, I don't have insurance. How am I going to pay for this condition or this treatment that might be going to, might be costing me tens of thousands of dollars? How am I going to put food on the table? What's this going to do to my family? Those are very real thoughts that people have, and they don't have the ability to focus on getting well. And if at the beginning of that process, a provider organization can know, hey, this patient's going to qualify for our financial assistance program, and they're not going to be subject to paying those bills. That's a concern that could be removed at the beginning of the process. And how different would that look for that patient in their mental state as they're, as they're working through getting well and trying to stay well? And the effect that may even have on, on their ability to get well could be radically different. And so I, I think data can have a key impact from that perspective. It can also help providers just manage the treatment conditions so much more effectively. Another example of data that I think is, is fascinating and how social determinants can be leveraged there are these food deserts, they're called, that, that exist around the, uh, the country where people don't have access readily to nutritious food. And imagine a, a diabetic patient that's, that's trying to manage their weight more effectively and eat differently so that they can be healthier and have better life. And access to foods, a real nutritious foods, a real problem. Our data and data is available to help providers understand that. And you can even prescribe food. We're seeing that happen with some healthcare systems across the country to help try to drive better decisions and, and behaviors with patients and help them get better faster. So lots of fascinating ways that data can be leveraged and technology can be leveraged from an empathetic approach to make the lifestyles of patients better. Hi, this is John Lynn from the Healthcare IT Today podcast. If you like the latest rumors, insights, and happenings in healthcare IT, you'll enjoy hearing my colleague Colin Hung and myself debate and share the latest happenings from the world of healthcare IT. Find the latest episodes or dig into our archive at healthcareittoday.com or search for Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcast application or YouTube. When it comes to healthcare technology, we love this stuff. And we can't wait to have you join in on the discussion of everything health so it's just fascinating to me how focusing on the consumer and understanding them better and painting a picture of 
what their life is like and the context around their healthcare choices leads us to a very different type of service offering. You just mentioned being able to prescribe food. That is not what I typically think of that my doctor's going to do, right? So our encounters with the healthcare industry and with health systems and hospitals in particular, I see a trend happening and I see the more data that we have at our fingertips, the better we're going to understand that. So it feels like there are some, some pretty big implications for the healthcare industry to understand consumers in the first place and understand the context that most of us don't wake up in the morning thinking, what healthcare choices am I going to make? <laughs> you know, and, and we don't necessarily make those choices in a rational way with all the necessary information at our fingertips. So I, I think there, there's just a lot of pieces of this puzzle when healthcare organizations are looking to better engage with their communities and with their potential patients. I think th there's a word that I've heard you and your team coin, which is a care-sumer. I'm very fascinated by this and, and was uh, wondering if you'd be able to share a little bit more about that term and, and what you're meaning by it. You know, what we mean by that is patients are, are obviously engaging with healthcare providers to either get well or stay well. And so it's all about care, but we're also consumers. And I think this is that we've been pushed into this consumer state in healthcare much more rapidly by the effects of the pandemic. And we expect that to continue. So this concept of a care sumer is very alive and well and accelerating in healthcare. And what it means is that I'm going to start making choices about my care based off some of these consumer things that I access in other parts of my life that I want my healthcare experience to look like. And so at the beginning of the talk, we talked about some of these digital patient engagement experiences that I experienced in that leasing of a car that I didn't experience in healthcare. And I think Patients are going to want these things that COVID has brought to bear more rapidly, like being able to schedule an appointment online. That's a simple thing that we do in all aspects of our life that has not been very widely adopted in healthcare. It's increasingly becoming adopted, but we still have a long way to go in like the simple act of scheduling an appointment and providing a, a very easy digital experience to consumers. Then when I get to the facility or to the doctor's office, I don't want to fill out paperwork. I want to do that before I come in. I want a simple experience I can engage with that I can fill out my paperwork. I can snap a photo using my phone of my driver's license, my insurance card, and upload that information digitally and not have to sit in a waiting room and fill that out in paper when I get there. So those are the things that I think from a consumer experience or a care-sumer experience that providers need to embrace and they need to adopt in order to attract and retain kind of this new care-sumer that, that is in healthcare today. Well, it doesn't sound like too much of an ask. If you're asking me, uh, I've worked with a lot of providers over the course of my career and, and it that feels like a reasonable thing to ask. So asking them to digitize some, some basic processes and really improve the experience that most of us ex go through when we have any kind of encounter with the provider, it feels like th that's a pretty reasonable thing to ask. So I think that's great because when we can boil down these big concepts into some fairly simple, relatively simple steps or first tasks, then it helps make it easier to translate, I feel like. And so I'm, I'm wondering if there were other tools or, or first steps or just kind of as you were reviewing the data, as you guys have, have processed what 
you got back from the data, were there other small steps of like, hey, these are some baby steps that, you know, low hanging fruit, I guess, that we could share that would make sense for providers to do and these could make a big difference? Yeah, there are. I think there's opportunities to improve the kind of the outreach process as well. And so when we think about like pulling patients into the healthcare system, there's been there's been a lot of care deferred through COVID as well, right? People, rightfully so, have been worried about coming in for routine physicals. And, and there's been a lot of care deferred as a result of the pandemic. And that's a potential problem for the patient. And you know they need to come in and go through their regular health screenings and things like that. And so providers reminding people that they've set up you know safe ways that they can come in and digitally outreaching to their patient populations to welcome them back there are simple things like that that providers can start doing to engage patients and pull them back into the process and leverage some of these capabilities that we've been talking about right use data more effectively leverage technology to pull patients back in for routine health screenings and then connect them with some of these digital tools that we've been talking about and provide a much easier experience for them to come back in and kind of welcome them back in a new way. So Jason, one other thing that data helps us understand with consumers is those who have moved and are now in a, for lack of a better term, a new service area for health providers. And that happened a lot during the pandemic. And, and, and since then, is my understanding. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. We saw a massive change in where people live as a result of the pandemic, right? And so not only has COVID affect, affected lives you know, physically, but it's also affected uh, a lot of lives financially. There was a, a massive amount of unemployment at the beginning of COVID. And people moved because of uh, the need to find work. But in, even in addition to that, we saw this uh, remote work environment explode, right? And the, the need to live near your office wasn't there anymore. And so a lot of people moved by choice. And so there was a, a massive amount of change on where people lived. That presents a new problem for healthcare providers, right? You have new patients, new potential patients in the area that you serve as a provider and how do you get them into your office for appointments and things like that. And so data can be leveraged to identify those people, right, that are coming into your service area. And so the the way that would look is, hey, you know, give me a list of patients that are new in my area and provide tools to outreach to those patients and let them know that, that you're a provider, you're open for business, you're seeing new patients, you have access to the vaccine and COVID testing, and you can help them with their care needs in that market. And so that's something, uh, definitely a use case that we're seeing for data and helping providers reach out to those new patients that are in their markets. Well, that sounds like the right way to, to approach it in terms of giving a path and not just throwing a whole bunch of demands at providers, you know, because in the spirit of empathy for us to be able to kind of take the next step of sharing this type of data with a health organization and tell them, well, here's what you need to do about it. That process can make or break the progress that can come because of what we've learned about consumers. And I feel like the way you just shared it makes it possible. Like it makes it doable. If that can be communicated to a provider, 
then they're going to be in a much better spot. I mean, what you're saying is here's some things for you to improve this entire experience. These things are doable. This is what it's based on. This is what we've learned from consumers. This is how it's changed. And this is where we are now. Like there's just really no going back in healthcare. So here's where we can focus. I think those are great steps just to share with everybody. And, and I, I uh, thank you for sharing those. I'm wondering as we kind of start to wrap all this up, are there other thoughts about anything related to consumers' healthcare choices that you feel strongly about, that you've been sharing in other areas? Any other thoughts we haven't talked about that that you're just feeling strongly about these days? Yeah, I think this holistic view of the patient, and I'll double down on the technology part of this too, in creating a, an, an experience that more resembles all the other things that people engage with in other parts of their life. But connecting those two things is what I'm really passionate about and where I think we have a tremendous opportunity to make things better for all healthcare stakeholders, patients and providers, right? Because look, patients want an easy experience. We We want it to be simple and we want to focus on getting well and staying well or getting well. And providers want to take care of patients. They don't want technology to be a hindrance. And so what what we really need to do is marry technology and data and the desires of patients and providers and, and find that middle ground where technology makes things easier. We can give providers a more holistic view of the patient, leveraging some of these other data at data sources that we've talked about today in our discussion, and then leverage technology to make the process easy, right? Everybody wins when we do that. And that's where I think our focus needs to be here over the near term. Oh, terrific. Terrific. So I guess if you had to boil all this down into a single message and you could kind of plaster that message everywhere so that every healthcare organization can kind of see it. What do you think that message might be about how to create these new consumer-first health experiences? Any way to boil that down to a single message? I think I'd say that, you know, we should be striving to use technology and data-driven insights to connect and simplify healthcare for everyone. And that's at its core, I think, what we're trying to accomplish and what we think providers and patients want. And I think if we work together on that, it's totally achievable. I hope so too. We definitely talk about that and and share that line of thinking uh, in terms of if we collaborate and we do base it on the data that's available to us and use tech to connect that we have a brighter future ahead in healthcare. And Jason, I'm so glad we got to do this. I'm glad uh, we've been able to just dive into this. Thanks for giving us a few minutes and sharing so much value for our listeners. What's the best way for listeners to connect with you and the work you're doing? Uh, They can connect with me on LinkedIn. And please also look at Experian Health's website. You can access the, the study that we've mentioned through the program on our website. Outstanding. Jason, it's been a pleasure. All the best to you. Stay safe, stay well, and hope we get to do this again in the near future. Thank you. Same to you. Ed Marks here with Digital Voices, the only podcast for chief digital officers across all of healthcare and life sciences. Digital Voices is about the voice of the patient, the provider, the payer, pharma, big tech, retail, public health, really any part of the healthcare and life sciences ecosystem, that's the digital voice we wanna capture as we learn and break barriers across the entire spectrum. Join us weekly as we drop our pod.
Hey, thanks again for listening. We hope you found some value in this conversation. And if you did, do us a favor and follow us using your favorite podcast app. Then tell your friends and colleagues about us. If you like what you heard, please spread the word. Healthcare App is a member of the Shift.Health Content Network. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're going to love the other shows in the Shift.Health Content Network. Go check out the latest show. In fact, it's called Hello Healthcare, hosted by Chris Hemphill. It's focused on people who are moving healthcare forward, how healthcare strategy relates to data and AI, and what you can do to create or demand a better future. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform or at Shift.Health, where all 35 podcasts and video series are free and available on demand. Until next time, keep marketing forward. Thanks. And that's a wrap.